birthdays and Christmas may be the biggest day of all, the marriage of two people. Her engagement ring is more than just a diamond and a piece of gold. On the day it's given as a gift, it becomes a meaningful symbol marking the start of your new life together. In a few years, you won't remember the price tag on her engagement ring, but you will remember that look on her face when you open the box. That moment of sheer joy and excitement that says so many things to her that you could never express in words. This is the true value of a ring. The reason these things are handed down from one generation to the next. She's the one. Show her with the ring from Scores Jewelers. We'll help you find or make the perfect ring that says everything you want to say the moment you open the box for her. I'm William Nichols of Scores Jewelers and Anderson and online at ScoresDiamondJewelers.com and I want to be your jeweler. Get to Kohl's this weekend and save during the friends and family sale. Take an extra 20% off. Get pleased for the family, $15.99 and under. The new Fitbit Inspire 2 is $99.99. And save on family denim, $17.59 and under. Plus, get Kohl's cash. Plus, fast and free store pickup. Find a little more this fall. Shop Kohl's and Kohl's.com. Select styles. Offers valid September 30th through October 4th. 20% off with promo code Family Shop. Fitbit offers and coupons do not apply. Some exclusions apply. See store or Kohl's.com for details. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show, episode number 55, hour number two of the show. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. If you're listening in your car, on the app, in an internet browser, come on over to Facebook on the Roar's Facebook page, the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. We simulcast this show live from the Prox Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. You can hang out with us on the video side if you prefer. It's a great way to get in on the uh, comments section as well. Ask us questions, give us feedback, and things like that. So, Mark with Richmond Weaver. Going to talk some NFL, among other things, this segment. Let's bring on from Sports and Culture, Mr. Tyler Butler. Tyler, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Thank you for having me on. Good to have you on, Tyler. All right, so I've been talking about some pet peeves today. I want to tell you guys a pet peeve that I have in the NFL because you guys both love the NFL as much as I do, and I want one of you to explain to me why this keeps happening. It is third down in the NFL. That happens a lot, right? We're watching third down in the NFL. Any game. Turn on any game in the NFL. It can be third and 15. It can be third and seven. And I promise you that five times out of six, the play call is a pass, and the pass is thrown short of the first down marker. Every single time. And a lot of the routes are out routes to the sidelines. So even if the guy catches it, he's running full speed to the sidelines at a route that's not at the, at the first down marker, and he's not going to get there. Tyler, I'm starting with you. It's driving me crazy. And now that I've mentioned <laughs> it to you guys, why in the and it's exclusively, I feel like, in the NFL, why are they throwing short of the chains so much on third down in the NFL? No, you're absolutely right. I, uh, it drives me nuts as well. A lot of these receivers are not really running past the yardage that they need to go. And I think, you know, NFL is more like a copycat league. A lot of people will see what the success of New England. Their receivers are notorious for that, running quick five out routes where they would uh, make a uh, defender miss and then take off. But everyone doesn't have that type of uh, receiving core on their team, only really Kansas City. But that's what you're seeing a lot of five-yard slants or out routes trying to make someone miss and get up the field. 
I mean, I get the idea of putting somebody out in space, right? But a lot of these are little quick hitters. Say, you know, hey, it's eight yards. Let's do a five-yard slant where the guy's heavily covered. And even if he catches it, almost every time they end up short of it. And I was just sitting there watching the games. I watched the Eagles game. I watched the Washington game. And almost every time on third down, like clockwork, boom, short of the chains. It happens in college as well. And I think there's an aspect. I would love to know the statistics, but... What I think is accurate is third down is the most blitz down out there. So that's interesting. There's also a situation where all of a sudden you've got a different defensive scheme coming your way. A quarterback, he's got to get the ball out of his hands pretty fast. The receiver doesn't have the time to run the the true route. Uh, And a lot of times the defender is... You know, they're in those type of situations. They're able to bump, you know, right there at the line of scrimmage. So it's a little bit harder to run that route. So I think there's a lot of factors that go into it. Uh, but it does happen quite a bit. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, it drives me nuts. Now that I mentioned it to you, you guys will have to uh, to check it out this weekend. All right, again, we're hanging out with uh, Tyler Butler from uh, Sports and Culture. So, guys, I have to say it. After three weeks in the NFL. Your first place Washington football team <laughs> at one and two. We have a one and zero oh divisional record. That's the only reason why we lead the division over uh, your favorite team. Both of you are lovers of the Dallas Cowboys. Um, I got to ask you guys: the cow are the Cowboys a mess right now? And I know we kind of jokingly say this, and you hear it uh, from Richmond all the time, Tyler. And it's part of the reason why I wanted to have you on here. That the Cowboys are going to be eight and eight every year. Are Tyler, are you personally frustrated with not just uh, the way the Cowboys, the fact the Cowboys have lost two games, but the way that they're losing them? Defense is terrible. Yeah, absolutely. And really, they made this mistake in the offseason. Uh, they opted to go after Amari Cooper instead of resigning Byron Jones. To me, he was the, one of the most important players on the Dallas Cowboys because he disguised such a horrendous secondary that we'd had for years. Uh, he would take away the entire left photo field. He just got a lot of flat because he didn't create a lot of turnovers. But a lot of receivers wouldn't uh, catch balls on the side either. So they decided to go out to Amari and let him walk. And now you're seeing, to me, the worst secondary in the NFL as they ranked oh. top 28 and 30, well, bottom 28 and 30 in every statistical category for defense. Richmond, your yeah, thoughts? I, I agreed 100%. And I even think you can look even at the draft. And I know C.D. Lamb is a great talent. But that wasn't the need that they that the Cowboys yeah. had. I mean, it was the secondary. Why not get a cornerback? And, you know, at the time, I mean, A.J. Terrell, he, he could have been available, you know. Yeah. And, you know, somebody of that nature. But that was, that was your weakness. And you chose to go on the offensive side and also as tyler mentioned you put all that money into amari cooper as well and so you're almost handcuffed at that point uh, on the defensive side because then you're also having to worry about dax uh contract also yeah so i I call it the nfc least i've been calling it that way for years i mean legitimately oh it's the worst legitimately a team may win this division (laughs) with seven with seven wins this year yes i think seven wins. i mean you if you gave me eight and eight for washington right now i'm like (laughs) what are we division winners are we winning the division by two games at eight and eight what's your explanation uh tyler for the the pain I mean, these aren't just, like, mediocre football teams that are getting unlucky. The, I, th- I think that Washington and New York are just terrible football teams, and I could argue that Philadelphia and Dallas are not good football teams. What do you think, Tyler? 
Yeah, it's, you know, I predicted, I think everyone knew that the Giants were going to be atrocious. Um, excuse me. There's no weapons offensively or defensively. And now they have Jason Garrett over there calling the plays. So as a Cowboy fan, <laughs> I knew this was going to be awful. But I'm more surprised with the way the Philadelphia Eagles are looking with Wentz. I didn't think uh, they would be this bad coming out the gate. Dallas doesn't surprise me with a new head coach and no type of offseason and a shortened training camp. And Washington, it, it was kind of expected they, they were going to be kind of bottom of the pack as well. Yeah, I'm disappointed in, well, I don't know if disappointed is the right word. I don't have high expectations for uh, Washington this year. I do not think Dwayne Haskins is the answer at quarterback. Um, he is being given a, a full opportunity this year. I did see this. Uh, Ron Rivera was asked about Dwayne Haskins' future. Uh, this is what Rivera had to say. Quote, if we never play him, he never grows. But there is a point in the growth where you say, okay, maybe taking a step back and watching is the best thing for you right now. And he had three uh, interceptions um, in the ball game uh, this past weekend, and a lot of them were, I felt like, high school interceptions. I mean, they were showing, and they were even talking about it on the broadcast, he would drop back against the zone, he would stare at one receiver, and he would throw to that receiver, and a linebacker or defensive back would just step right in front of it, easy easy as possible. Tyler, what are your thoughts on uh, on Haskins? Do you feel the same way I do? I don't think he's the answer or quarterback for Washington. No, not at all. Uh, but really, they didn't have any other options there at quarterback. So it's kind of uh, a Washington season for, and I almost called them the Redskins, the Washington football team. That's okay, um, I've been doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if they're going into full tank mode and trying to get a receiver coming out of college, maybe I like Trevor Lawrence, uh, but Dwayne Haskins, it's he's clearly not the answer. And just from that quote alone, it looks as if they're trying to go ahead and have him sit on down and, and watch from the bench. Well, I think if he has another half uh, like he did this past week, and uh, that is going to be a big, uh, a big problem for him for sure because they are not playing very well right now. And uh, if Washington wants to get healthy this weekend, yeah, they're playing the Ravens. They just came off, you know, <laughs> no, getting whooped by the Chiefs the other night, so you know they're going to be ready to send a message. And the Ravens annihilated uh, Washington last year, so it's not going to get any better. Yeah. And, and let's walk back just one moment, though. We were talking about the Cowboys in mm -hmm. the season, and, and Grant, I know it's one and two, and but they lost to a Rams team uh, by three. Yes, you know, on the road. It looks like a pretty good Rams team. It looks like a pretty good Rams team. I mm -hmm. would expect they're going to make the playoffs. Okay, Had the win against the Falcons, which a miraculous win. I yes. get that, but mm -hmm. still. Gift wrapped. But they did the things they had to do yeah. to make a comeback. Mm -hmm. right? And so I, I applaud them for that. And then against Seattle. Seattle with... Probably right now he's got to be in the discussion for MVP. Oh yeah, that's you know Russell Wilson. Yep. And that game came down to the wire again, and obviously the defense let the Cowboys down, uh, and Dak struggled a little bit you know early on. But the point is that they've played and Atlanta can score. Now they're snake bitten as well. But I guess my point is is that I'm not. You know, writing the Cowboys off as a terrible season right now yes. after three games. I wouldn't either. Yeah, but you want to. I'm taking great <laughs> pleasure 
And and if you guys would have played well against any, you know, if you guys were three and zero right now, I think the division would be over. I mean, I legit, you'd have a two game lead over Washington in the division and a two and a half game lead over Philadelphia. Yeah, but we haven't played you'd a division off, game yet. I know you'd, you'd be off to the races. So I just think it's a it's a miserable. There are some really good teams and some really enjoyable uh, NFL teams to watch right now. Um, I guess if nothing else, Dallas has given us three incredibly entertaining football games the first three weeks. Yeah. Well, what was the quote you said one time that <laughs> the Cowboys were three and zero, and you said it's the, I can't remember what you said, but basically it was yeah the the excitement of three and zero leading to eight and eight or yeah. something. <laughs> you're just you're just going about it the backwards way yes, this year. Exactly three and zero and headed for eight and eight, but now you're one and two, so headed for eight and eight would be a, a really good thing. All right, hey, we're continuing on with uh, Tyler Butler from uh, Sports and Culture, and also enough with the BS podcast. So you guys need to go on Facebook, follow enough with the BS podcast, also follow Sports and Culture. You know, Tyler, you do some really cool stuff, man, because you spend a lot of time. Um, with sources, uh, keeping up with things behind the scenes in the NBA and the NFL especially and breaking news. So tell everybody a little bit about sports and culture, and then I want to ask you about the NBA game tonight. Yeah, so, I mean, we started off kind of as a, a local sports media company just covering a lot of the high schools and colleges. And then we, of course, picked up a couple of sources where we were able to dive into the NBA and NFL. So now uh, we're doing a lot of breaking news, um, a lot of inside information and type of information you would get on ESPN. But surprisingly, we've been able to break news a little bit faster than the big fish uh, a couple of times. So I take a lot of pride in that. And Tyler, I know you're doing some stuff uh, for the Cowboys as well. I'm not directly for that, but you are involved with some Cowboys uh, websites as well, correct? Yeah, absolutely. I'm actually uh, one of the content creators for uh, Dallas Cowboy Network, which is on Instagram. Uh, definitely give them a follow right now. We're at 75,000, so we're trying to get to 100 Ooh. by the end of the year. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> it's doing excellent. Uh, but, yeah, one of my job is to um, get in contact with people within the team, see what's going on injury-wise, news-wise, and relate it back and get it on Instagram to all the Cowboy Nation. Hey, Tyler, this is going to show you how much I love you. I follow you. On, I follow Dallas Cowboys Network on Instagram for you only. That's how much <laughs> I, I love this guy. Because you know, you know my feelings about <laughs> yeah. Dallas. You're a Cowboys fan <laughs> somewhere yeah, deep, deep down, down in there. Yeah. You text us all these Cowboys things. Yeah, I, I need to start. <laughs> yes, I need to bring in some of the memes. Whenever Dallas loses, I, wait, I don't do it right after the game, but I will text Tyler and Richmond on a thread together with some, you know, carefully curated Dallas Cowboy memes uh, to get their attention. But some of them are pretty funny. You guys have enjoyed yeah, some of them. Oh, yes. I, Richmond's I staring me at Tyler will give yes. me credit when they're good. Richmond will just... Uh, <laughs> I ignore them. <laughs> just harass me. All right. Hey, uh, continuing on with Tyler Butler from uh, Sports and Culture. Hey, uh, Tyler, I know you're a big NBA fan. I know you are a big fan of Kobe Bryant. And everything going on with the run that the Lakers are making right now is uh, very important to you personally. So uh, as the Lakers are about to tip things off tonight in the uh, NBA Finals, what are your thoughts on the ballgame tonight and what this could mean, uh, I guess, from a healing perspective for Laker Nation? Yeah, all of Laker Nation. Um, surprisingly, a lot of the Laker fans do not like LeBron, so it's kind of bittersweet. Uh, they're going to take the championship, but they'd rather LeBron not win another one. Me, as a, a diehard Kobe fan, I really need them to win this championship and just bring it all home. I think that will give me and all of uh, Laker fans some type of closure on the tragic death of uh, Kobe Bean Bryant. So 
I'm definitely rooting for them. I think they're going to pull it off in maybe five or six games. But as I dive more into it, this might be a more entertaining series than I thought. Well, I was going to ask you about it, right? Uh, my son, Faxon, is a huge NBA fan. He hasn't tuned out, but he definitely isn't you know, really excited about this series because he kind of feels like it's uh, going to be a blowout. It sounds like you might yeah. feel a little bit differently. Yeah, I, actually, I thought it would maybe be a sweep or in five, but when I look at the matchups, it kind of reminds me of the 2004 Pistons versus Lakers. And, you know, the Pistons really didn't have any type of superstars, but they were grindy. Uh, a mm-hmm. great team, played extremely well defense, and they destroyed that Lakers team. Uh, from a matchup standpoint, they match up pretty well. I mean, they have Jimmy Butler and Iguodala, which is two of the best defenders in the NBA, especially against yep. LeBron. Uh, it's just, I think they're going to have a trouble with the bigs. Uh, Dwight and AD, mm-hmm. there's nobody on the Heat that can really defend them, and that's going to be the difference in the series. So you still think the Lakers are going to win, but it could go five or even six games? Is that kind of where your head's at? Yeah, five or six, six maximum. But I I think those bigs for the Lakers are going to be too much. But I'm I'm telling you, this Heat team, especially their backcourt, the backcourt is better than the Lakers' backcourt. So they have that advantage. uh, But Lakers are number one in the NBA of of offensive rebounds and points off offensive rebounds. And I think they're going to feast on that against the smaller Heat team. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the NBA. I haven't been watching as much this year as I have in uh, in past years. But everyone's saying, hey, Mark, you ought to be getting on board with the Heat because they're the kind of team that if you're not a big fan of the NBA, you would be a big fan of the Heat for some of the reasons, Tyler, that you're talking about. They're kind of doing things differently. It's more of a team-oriented game instead of an ISO game. And they're really scrappy and hard defenders, and I love that. Yeah, uh, it's, it's a very scrappy team. They don't have any superstars. I mean, Jimmy Butler is an all-star, but, I mean, you, you have a lot of big contributions from Duncan Robinson. He wouldn't even draft it. Uh, Gordon Dragic, everybody forgot about him. He's still putting up 20. Uh, Kendrick Dunn is a big name nobody talks about. He's a rookie. He had a heck of a season. So I really like this team a lot. And I think if it wasn't the Lakers or if it was anybody else, I probably would pick the Heat. Because they destroyed the Bucks. A lot of people, of course, had Milwaukee going to the finals this year, and they made away with them like they were AC. Yeah, and the Bucks have a pretty good big, and they found a way to do yes. that. So maybe this series will be close that everyone's thinking. Tyler Butler from Sports and Culture Sports Media. Tyler, always a pleasure to have you. Going to let you go so you can break a little news uh, before they tip things off tonight in the NBA, okay? All right. Thank you so much for having me on. Great. Hey, everybody, go and uh, check out Sports and Culture Sports Media on Facebook. It's a good place to find him. Also, his Enough with the uh, BS podcast that he does uh, here in the Bronx Studios in Greenville. It's got a cool vibe to it, man. Tyler's a cool guy. I'm like the opposite of cool guys. Tyler (laughs) just rolls in his Jordans and his jerseys, and they just talk real talk about the NBA and uh, the NFL. Yeah, and 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 it's good. It's growing. I mean, he's continuing because it's all about the quality content that he continuously puts out. And even somebody like Chris Broussard has taken notice. You know, people have told Chris Broussard, who's, you know, obviously on on Fox, and he's aware of what Tyler and his whole crew is doing, putting together. Yeah, it's really cool. Yep, he'll uh, 
I'll be going through what is admin or something to get him on the show here pretty soon. <laughs> exactly. Right, yeah. That's probably how it's going to all end up working out. All right. Hey, uh, Clemson football talk and NFL talk continues. I attended an NFL game, I believe it was about 12 years ago, that has an interesting distinction. I will tell you about that when we get back. This is the Mark Childress Show. Hey, football fans, do you own a home? Do you own a business? If so, are you interested in protecting your family, your business, or your customers from harmful virus, germs, or bacteria? Hey, I'm Brandon, the owner of BioPure, and we're a germ control company located right here in South Carolina. My team and I look forward to the opportunity to serve you. We're safe, we're effective, and we're affordable. Call 864-BIOPURE today. Mention Football 2020 for a discount on your first treatment. 864-BIOPURE. Tailgate in style at the historic Iron Oak New Barn Saturday. Three 10-foot screens with the Tigers games and others throughout the day. Tailgating, cornhole, axe throwing, craft beer, and grilled brats with a side. Access to Agriculture Museum of South Carolina with great fun for kids and rabbits, chickens, goats, and guinea pigs, plus hands-on exhibits. Tailgate in a unique setting at the historic Iron Oak New Barn in Pendleton. Call 372-6139 or go to our Facebook page, Mark Garrison Agricultural Museum of SC. Jay Farner here, CEO of Rocket Mortgage. Making the right financial decisions has never been more important. When you turn to Rocket Mortgage, we can help guide you to those right decisions now when they matter most. Mortgage rates are near historic lows, so now is a great time to call 8338-ROCKET. And if you need some extra money, a cash-out refinance could give you that financial boost you're looking for. Call today at 8338-ROCKET or go to rocketmortgage.com to learn more. Call for cost information and conditions. Equal housing lender. License in all 50 states. And MLS number 3030. Inside the train testing facility, our heating and cooling products are put through 16 weeks of extreme temperature fluctuations to simulate five years of wear and tear. But these aren't just seasonal shifts. Inside the lab, it fluctuates between 150 degrees one day to sub-zero temperatures and layers of snow the next. Then back to hot, then back to cold. Then hot and cold. Hot, cold, hot, cold, hot, cold. And we didn't even get through the first month. We test, so it runs. Unstoppable products, unbelievable deals. Contact Pittman Heating and Air Conditioning to bring home a system that's tested to run through anything. Get special financing for 15 months. Subject to credit approval, see dealer for details. Call 864-662-3362 for complete program eligibility, dates, details, and restrictions. That's 864-662-3362 for this and other exclusive offers. Unstoppable solutions, unbelievable deals. Contact Pittman Heating and Air Conditioning, your hometown independent train dealer. Visit us online at PittmanAC.com. It's hard to stop a train. Joe's New York Pizza is open Tuesday through Sunday. They thank you for your support and look forward to seeing you in either the Seneca or Clemson location soon. Check out the great daily specials Joe's has waiting for you on their Facebook page, like buy one, get one pizza on Tuesdays. A large pizza and 10 wings for only $20 Wednesdays and free meatballs with any pasta entree on Thursdays. It's all about the sauce. And most importantly, it's all about you, the loyal Joe's New York Pizza customers. 
thank you for your support. After I lost 80 pounds on the health dare, I went to school to be a health coach. Here's what I found out. Most health coaches have never been sick or even overweight. I have, and I hate lettuce diets. I can show you how to get healthy the practical way. For symptoms of type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, cholesterol, sleep apnea, call the health dare clinic. Sure, we have doctors, nutritionists, counselors, and chefs, but our best qualification is that we're busy people who used to be sick. Call one 877 Dare me. Go to idareme.com. Are you mechanically inclined and love working with your hands? I-Demand jobs with great wages are within reach in the exciting world of computerized machining operations. And the CNC Programming and Operations Program at Tri-County Technical College is your best next step. Literally dozens of companies right in our own backyard need you to learn the manual and computer-controlled machining skills today to enter the advanced manufacturing workforce of tomorrow. Learn more at tctc.edu slash CNC. And now back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back into the Mark Childress Show, episode number 55. If you are listening in your car, on the app, in an internet browser, head on over to Facebook. We've had a good crowd tonight. Lots of good comments and feedback. Uh, you can go to the Roars Facebook page. You can go to the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. We do this show from Pronk Studios in Greenville. And... Uh, would love it up here, man. We're the only uh, show in the upstate of South Carolina that simulcasts on the video and the audio side. So uh, appreciate the roar letting us do it this way. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. All right, Richmond, a story that you probably do not know um, I am going to share with you. And it has to do with ties in the NFL. So we had a tie game in the NFL this weekend. And I think, I want to say maybe this is the third year in a row that there has been a tie, or at least one. I think there was two ties a couple of years ago uh, in the NFL. It does not happen very often. It is a rarity. Um, and I definitely want to ask you your thoughts on overtime and how we end up with it. But um, I think it was about 15 years ago, I got on an airplane in Atlanta, and I flew up to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, to watch the Pittsburgh Steelers take on the Atlanta Falcons, led by Mike Vick. And it was an amazing football game, and it went to overtime. I believe the Steelers kicked a late field goal, like as time was expiring, to send the game into overtime. Um, they went back and forth in overtime, and uh, Big Ben threw a Hail Mary pass on the final play of overtime to uh, one of the Pittsburgh Steelers uh, receivers who caught it on the one-yard line. <laughs> and the ball game ended in a tie. So I went all the way from Atlanta, all the way to Pittsburgh, and watched an entire football game. My brother's a big Steelers fan, and the ball game ended in a tie. And then for like nine years after that, there wasn't, you know, there wasn't another tie in the NFL. So I'm like, I saw the last tie in the NFL, and it was everybody kind of walked out of there like uh, like a zombie. It was like the weirdest feeling in the world. You felt like you got you got ripped off. Yes, by not being able to see the game conclude in a way. So. Vaxxon, you know, our producer here uh, at Pronk Studios is a big Eagles fan. We watched the Eagles game this weekend ending in a tie, and he kind of felt the same way. It's 2020. How are we ending up <laughs> in ties in the NFL? There's got to be a better way. Well, the NFL gets so many things right. How can they get this so wrong? Yeah, they have been wrong on this for a long time. They and have. So for your experience, that was the old 
overtime rules. Right. So, I mean, it was a full 15 minutes as well. So that's even yes. more rare. It was that like it a five-hour football game. Yes, that it would. That ended in a tie. That it would, you know, continue to play out to be a tie. I, I don't know what the answer is because I think there's a lot of people also question college football and their overtime rules, you know, how mm-hmm. they should adjust those. That's a lot more entertaining It is definitely a lot more entertaining. And, uh, you know, I, I think the... The changes, at least they were trying to shorten it uh, because there was the, the health concerns, safety concerns yes. for the players for playing a whole another 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I think that has helped. But it, I, I still I, I wish I had the answer. I don't have the answer. So if anybody else out there has a suggestion, I'd love to hear it because I, I would love to look at some options because that's the other thing. I don't know what all options they're really exploring as far as changing yeah. because I know Roger Goodell, he has mentioned that they look at it each year, uh, very similar to what we were talking about with Bill Hancock in the college football playoff committee. Mm-hmm. They look at you know something each year, changing it. And I know the overtime rules has been discussed before. Four. And wasn't was it a year or two ago that they were they were talking about even some other significant changes for overtime? And I can't remember. I'm, I'm drawing a blank on that. Yeah, I need we'll to look have to that up. we'll have to go back and look. So for me, I would make I would make a couple of changes to college football, and I think it would improve it and make it go faster. Um, no no field goals, no extra points. So you have to go for it on fourth down. You have to get a touchdown or you do not score. And if you score, you have to go for two. I just think that that would put enough. Would you starting at the 25? Yeah, starting at the 25. So I like what they're doing. Both teams get a chance. But no field goals, I think, would make things go a little bit quicker. Oh, definitely I would, would even consider putting a clock out there. Like putting one minute on the clock, and when overtime starts, it starts. So if you run the ball up the middle, you got to hustle back there and spike it or go. I just try to put as much stress and duress, I guess, on the teams as possible to try to make it go a little faster. That's what I would do. And I think in the NFL, I would do the same way. If you take the kickers out of it, because the kickers could just come out from you know, the 25-yard line, and they, no, both, they would both make 47 consecutive field goals, although they have been missing a lot no, of extra points. they've been a lot, sure. missing a lot of extra points. But yeah, I think that might Dallas be a way Cowboys to do it where that. there's no extra points and there's no uh, ways to do it. I, you know, the XFL, I guess, kind of did their cool best-of-five two-point conversion plays or whatever uh, in overtime, which I think is nice. But that's the change I would make in college is the kickers, when regulation ends, kickers are done. You cannot kick a field goal. You cannot kick an extra point. So the pushback would be from the football traditionalists that would say, well, now you're not playing traditional football in overtime. Yeah, but you're already not doing that, you know, because in overtime, because you're starting at the 25, right? I mean, wasn't that broken when... You know, you went away from the old NFL overtime rule of just kick it off and whoever scores first wins. I mean, I get that there would be pushback. You were asking other ideas and ways I would fix it. Mm -hmm. I think something like that in the NFL would be interesting. We started at the 10 and you got one play. And if you score, you get six points and you go down to the other end of the field and they get one play. And then back into the 15 and back into the 20, whatever you need to do. I'm the guy pushing for baseball to go to a home run derby (laughs) for extra innings. I think the baseball should be seven innings and then. If it goes past the ninth inning, that's when you do the home run derby. Yeah. That's my suggestion. So I'm all about doing something creative like that. Because, again, most of these games now are so long anyway. Yes. Let's go ahead and let's let's make it as fast as possible to determine a winner. The only other thing that I thought, and um, it would be interesting, is that if you end regulation in a tie, both teams get a loss. 
And I think that that would change things a great deal as well. So it would be desperation oh, at the end of some, games. Yeah. Um, and you wouldn't have, because there have been times, you know, in regulation where, well, I'm on my 35 and there's 26 seconds left. Do I really want to try to go for it? And you kind of kneel out the end of regulation in the NFL to be able to get to overtime. I just think that if you said game ends and, you know, you both get a loss or game ends, you get one possession each in overtime. Uh, and if it ends in a tie, loss. You both get losses. You eliminate ties by making both teams lose and nobody walks away. And then I think teams, you wouldn't see what the Eagles did at the end of the game where basically they had the ball fourth down near midfield. And if they didn't go for it, the other team might have got a field goal kick. So they punted in overtime with 15 seconds left. And then the opponent ran the ball and they went and they went into a tie and they both had losses the eagles would have absolutely gone for it and i don't think games would ever end in a tie again because neither team would be incented to try and you know push the ball down the field you'd be desperate yeah i wonder if there's also an option where could you even try to create less situations where there could be ties by having opportunities instead of, you know, you'd have the traditional extra point, two point, but then maybe adding something, you could get three points if you, you know, started at the, the 20 and yes. you scored a touchdown, but I mean, you know, got it into the end zone, it would be worth three points. And you know, anything like that would aggressive. be better than what we watched because the Eagles game was not a very good game already already with the yes. Bengals and T Higgins had a good game so congratulations to him uh, being the ex Tiger but it was already a miserable game and then you had to sit there for 25 more you know minutes mm -hmm. and watch the pain <laughs> and the agony as it all slipped away so if you've got any ideas man I, I think where you're going with it would be interesting but I have attended I'm going to guess that there's nobody else in the upstate of South Carolina that has attended an NFL game. Not an NFL game. In tie. No. Because there's, um, well, there can't be more than 20 ever. And again, 20 back then, ever. yeah, back then it was very rare yes. that they would end in a tie. Mm -hmm. It's 15 minutes. I mean, it's a whole other quarter. You yeah. Know, somebody usually scores. Yep. At that point, and I think uh, you have to uh, you have to check this. Maybe uh, facts and remembers in the back, but uh, Baker Mayfield got a tie for the Browns before he got his first win. I'm pretty sure because the Browns have been correct. on that long losing streak, mm -hmm. and he got a tie. I thought that was interesting that Joe Burrow got the tie before he. I mean, he'll get some wins. He looked like he played pretty well. At least I felt like he did. Yeah, he's playing well. He's just getting bombarded. I mean, he's getting hit yeah. all the time. Mm -hmm. I mean, he took a couple of hits in that game. I was like, man, he's a tough guy to get up. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, some other Clemson news and notes that I pulled here, uh, it's especially from the NFL side. So through three weeks, I know there's a lot of Clemson fans out there that so you're happy and you're frustrated, right? Because DeAndre Hopkins, Nuke Hopkins, mm -hmm left Deshaun Watson and the yep. Texans in a weird trade to go to the Cardinals. And it's been great for Nuke so far. He got paid. Deshaun got paid. So for them personally, they both got their big contracts. Uh, the numbers that uh, DeAndre had been putting up so far this year, he leads the NFL in receiving yards. He has 356 in three games. He leads the NFL in receiving yards per game. He leads the NFL in receptions with 32, targets at 37, first down catches with 21. DeAndre Hopkins also now has five or more catches in 21 consecutive games. That's the longest active streak in the NFL and the second longest streak in the history of the NFL. 
He has 21 consecutive games with five or more catches. That's amazing. I know. So some really I big numbers. Did not know that big numbers for Nuke so far. So. And he still fought, in my eyes, he still flies under the radar in terms of... I feel like he does, too. ...when people talk about best receivers in the NFL. Mm -hmm. I would agree with that. Some other stats uh, that I pulled from this weekend in the NFL, we mentioned him earlier. Uh, Russell Wilson is the first quarterback in the 101-year history of the NFL with four or more touchdown passes in each of his team's first three games. No one's ever done it. Ever. He is a magician out there. I mean, it's amazing he's playing well. what he's been able to do with a team that has not, you know, had a uh, plethora of wide receivers, yep. uh, even you know any type of stud running back. Nothing. It's it's what he's able to create, and the the whole concept of now let Russell Wilson cook. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and I think Pete Carroll is obviously doing that, and you're seeing the what he can do, and he has the freedom to to really play how he wants to to run the offense. Yeah, he's uh, he's putting up some historic stuff. A couple of other things here: uh, Patrick Mahomes, he had a really good game again. Not a surprise against the Ravens on Monday night. He finished 15 of 19 for 191 yards and three touchdowns. When the Ravens blitzed. Yeah. Stop blitzing. (laughs) What are you doing? You're blitzing Mahomes, and he's making the great plays every time. And you mentioned how uh, there's a ton of blitzing in the NFL. I think Patrick Mahomes is the least blitzed quarterback in the NFL. Ravens obviously felt like they needed to try to shake him up and just got burned again and again when they did it. Well, and that just shows you the talent level of Patrick Mahomes. And because he's not, I think he's learned, he doesn't have to run. So he's just moving the pocket just enough to give him just another second or two. Mm-hmm. And somehow he can find the open guy. And even it doesn't matter if his feet are set incorrectly or his body's turned the wrong way. Just he has the ability, just the athleticism to make those unique throws. Uh, even when he's off balance. Yeah, he's uh, he's a treat to watch for sure and uh, really good. And then kind of uh, two random ones here. Number one, Terry McLaurin uh, leads the league in total yards after catch. So a Washington offensive player doing something good. He has 179 yards after the catch. So 60%. 66% of his receiving yards on the season are after the catch. So, Scary Terry doing well, something good. I, I, I need more passes to him. Yes. I've got him on my fantasy team. Well, there so you go. Let's go, Terry. Well, Haskins rarely <laughs> throws the ball more than 10 yards down the field, so you can see why he would catch the ball and then run a lot because there's not a lot of long passes. Yeah, and, uh, and that's what Haskins is. Haskins like is the quarterback that it has to be so – the play has to be so dialed in that – he doesn't have to uh, try to uh, go create. off script. Yes. Or, you mm-hmm. know, create. It needs Catch ball, throw ball. That's right. Yes, and, that, mm-hmm. and he's a serviceable, serviceable quarterback from that standpoint. But that doesn't work in the NFL. No. You've got to be able to uh, you know, check down, to go to different progressions, and you've got to be able to move outside the pocket and create. And that's why we see some of the greats. I mean, like Russell Wilson, Aaron yes. Rodgers, Patrick Mahomes. I and mean, you see these guys, and even Deshaun, I mean, it's, it's amazing what they can do when plays are breaking down and they still can make a play. It can work in the NFL if you have a really good run, da- run game. Washington is not. Or um, if you've got a – if you're – Perfect, right? Like if you're a quarterback that is always putting the ball where it needs to be put. So it's third down and five, 
and you're going to throw the ball to the guy on the slant, and it's going to be in a position where he can catch it. And I just don't think Haskins is good enough to do that. So th- there are ways you can no, yeah. and, and you've seen be that. a serviceable quarterback that has success in the NFL, but he isn't quite talented enough, and the Redskins don't have enough weapons that he can do that. Yeah, you could look at Trent Dilfer and the Buccaneers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that's a great example. Super Bowl. I mean, he was that type of quarterback, and he had all the weapons, you know, both offensively and defensively that allowed him just to play that type of game. And I felt like uh, Burrow was a little bit like that if you watched the Eagles game this weekend like I did. They're not making Burrow have to make a lot of difficult throws. Mm -hmm. But he's doing a good job of executing these short throws and he's got some good receiving targets like T. Higgins who are getting open and giving him that window to be able to catch it and that's good. Uh, One last thing before we get out of here for the break. Um, Steven Goskowski, the Titans kicker, in week one missed four kicks. I don't know if you remember that or not. He missed four kicks in week one, right? Then he had six this past Sunday, including a game-winning 55-yarder. He's the first kicker (laughs) in over 50 years to have a game-winning field goal in the final two minutes of his first team's first three games. Three game-winning field goals in three weeks. Kickers. I know. Right? What's up with that? I just thought that was interesting, and he had such a horrible start to the season. Titans are one of those teams uh, that's 3-0 and right now and looking pretty good. All right, hey, one segment remaining. We'll talk uh, college football mainly when we get back. I got a couple of good stats for Richmond and some additional thoughts on the Clemson-Virginia game this weekend. This is the Mark Childress Show. Tailgate in style at the historic Iron Oak Mule Barn Saturday. Three 10-foot screens with the Tigers games and others throughout the day. Tailgating, cornhole, axe throwing, craft beer, and grilled brats with a side. Access to Agriculture Museum of South Carolina with great fun for kids and rabbits, chickens, goats, and guinea pigs, plus hands-on exhibits. Tailgate in a unique setting at the historic Iron Oak Mule Barn in Pendleton. Call 372-6139 or go to our Facebook page. Mark Garrison Agricultural Museum of SC. Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson provides an independent perspective to savings, investing, and retirement planning. They want to help you remove doubt about your financial future. You've worked hard all these years, and you need someone to work hard for you. It's your money. It's your future. Talk to the trusted advisors at Kiwi Financial Group in Clemson. Call them at 654-5043 or online at KiwiFG.com. Securities and advisory service offered through Strategic Financial Alliance, Inc., otherwise unaffiliated with Kiwi Financial. Football fans are looking for another great season of college football, and they're starving for delicious food from Chick-fil-A. Herb and Carol Tyler, Clemson class of 82 and 84, look forward to serving you at Chick-fil-A of Clemson and Chick-fil-A of Seneca. Make Chick-fil-A a part of your football tradition. Call Chick-fil-A of Clemson at 864-654-4655 or Chick-fil-A of Seneca at 886-9080. Or order online at ilovechickfilacom or through the Chick-fil-A app. Let's face it, sometimes local is just better. Locally grown, locally sourced, shop local, eat local. But what about local expertise? At Allstate, Friar Dixon is just that, a local. So contact Clemson Allstate agency Friar Dixon today so he can help you with protection that's right for you and the things you love most. Allstate, are you in good hands? Friar Dixon Allstate, Patrick Square, above Rick Irwin's, 133 Thomas Green Boulevard, Suite 206A. Call 643-2895. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. The Blue Heron in historic downtown Pendleton is open for dine-in and curbside takeout. 
Try their hot wings and wash them down with an ice-cold draft beer from 14 different taps while watching the big game with your friends on one of their eight big-screen TVs. Tuesday nights, enjoy buy one, get one half-off sushi rolls. Wednesday night, select bottles of wine are as low as $10. To place your to-go order, call 864-653-3354. Visit the Blue Heron on Facebook and Instagram for specials and updates. You know cars and trucks cost less than Traveler's Rest at George Coleman Ford. Did you also know George Coleman Ford is always looking to buy quality pre-owned vehicles from you? Even if you don't buy from them, they can make the process smooth and easy in buying your pre-owned car, truck, or SUV. It's the way George Coleman Ford has been doing business in Traveler's Rest for over 86 years and four generations. Whether buying from them or selling to them, trust in George Coleman Ford. Tank Cover Storage knows your time is valuable. Their exclusive virtual marina concierge service allows you to spend more time having fun and less time doing maintenance and cleaning your toys. Boat services include dockside delivery, pickup, inflating towables, on-site fuel-ups, full detailing, battery checks, and more. Camper and RV services also available. Spend more time with your family and less time doing maintenance. Limited amount of RV specials for Clemson football season available. Call today to reserve your package at 864-608-9270. Getting to your Zen place is what Purple Haze is all about. With locations in Clemson and Williamston, they've been selected as the best place for piercing in the upstate. Purple Haze features body jewelry along with sage and crystals to bring your living space into perfect harmony. With the largest selection of glassware, Purple Haze in Clemson now offers tooth gems and piercings. Whatever it is, that girl will put a spell on you. Purple Haze, Tiger Boulevard in Clemson. Anderson Drive, Williamston. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in. Final segment of the Mark Childress Show. You can catch us on Facebook if you're listening in your car or on the app or an internet browser on the Roar's Facebook page, the Mark Childress Show Facebook page. Had some great comments over there tonight. Come and uh, hang out with us. We're in the Bronx Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, that's where we do the show. Mark Childress here with Richmond Weaver. Final segment. If you do want to jump on and talk with us, 864-654-7627. Number of different uh, things that I want to get to. Number one, Richmond uh, kind of do rapid fire stuff in the final segment of the show every week. How many touchdowns do you think Trevor Lawrence will account for this weekend? Not just passing, because he's been scoring with his yeah. level. So you're saying total. Yeah, total yeah. TDs for Trevor Lawrence this weekend. What would you say? Four. That sounds about right. I'm thinking three uh, three through the air, one on the ground uh, with Clemson rolling this weekend. Also, our good buddy Al Kuhn jumped in on the comments. Virginia's saying they plan to wear Clemson down this weekend. What are your thoughts on that? I don't know how that's going to happen. It's a good concept. <laughs> it is. It's a good concept. It is a good concept, and at least they are trying to have some type of game plan. Obviously, I mean, Bronco Mendenhall is a good coach, so yes. I, I wouldn't you know, put that past him, that he's going to have something maybe a little bit different. And can they grind uh, the, the game out and try to keep Trevor Lawrence on the sidelines. Yes. And but I just think that Clemson's defense is too good, especially that that front four right now. Uh, I just don't see Virginia being able to manhandle those guys down in the trenches that would allow them to continue to grind and, you know, 
be able to chew up the clock. I just don't see that happening. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on that. And if you will, I did watch some of the game against Duke last week, and Virginia's huge. Yeah. I mean, you will see. They've got big linemen on the offensive and defensive side. Their running backs are big. Their wide receivers are big. Um, we've got some folks jumping in here. Hey, Shane, I see you in the Facebook comments saying, shouldn't sleep on this one. Yeah, I talked about that early in the oh, show. Great. That Me personally, yeah. you know, and we do a bunch of broadcasting stuff on the game days. I'm already thinking a little bit ahead about Miami, and I keep having to stop myself to say, I'm already peeking at that, you know, number one Clemson host, number seven Miami and game days in town. You know Dabo will have his team ready, and uh, you don't want to peek past him. But, uh, yeah, and, I, it, and it's easy to look past him yeah. because you're coming off of the ACC championship yes. game. 62 to 17 and you know Perkins their quarterback is gone new quarterback you know so you think that is this Virginia team even you know legitimate and they are they they've got some talent and again they've got a good coach so this is not a team just to uh you know look past yeah remember they got I think they got 14 of their points in the first quarter of that game or first and early second um because mm-hmm. Perkins was a handful early and then Venables made some adjustments right. and finally started uh shutting him down and they never really stopped Clemson uh, in the second or third quarter at all in that ball game. So uh, should be some interesting stuff there. Um, a couple of things, man, and this is really weird, and this, this is NFL-related again. Over the last 20 seasons, no team in the NFL has blown multiple 15-point fourth-quarter leads in a single season. The Falcons have done it in back-to-back weeks. I know. And I was really, I mean, watching it happen again, um, I'm really surprised, and I'm not a pull-the-trigger-on-a-guy in the middle of a season, but I just felt like they were going to let go of Dan Quinn after having two back-to-back weeks of just unexplainable losses to the Cowboys and the Bears after having double-digit leads in the fourth quarter. Yeah, and that this is not the first time that Dan Quinn's been on the hot seat, mm-hmm. quote-unquote hot seat. Yep. Yeah, So, but I guess the question is, you know, what would they do if they let him go, they're just going to like, you know, is it, uh, what's the cutter, uh, Kurt cutter. Yeah. The, the, well, you're, you're going to be in an yeah, interim situation, Morris, and, so, you know, somebody just to do an interim situation. I mean, I, I don't the know what got the talent. I mean, they the do. team is so good on offense and, um, there's a number of teams. Like, I mean, I think the Cowboys are kind of the same way. I mean, the Cowboys have an elite, almost unstoppable offense, but the defense is so bad. Yes. And, I think the Cowboys have been making a lot of mistakes like the Falcons have been making, too. They haven't been playing clean, right? The, so, oh, of course. It'll, it'll be interesting with that. And then the Chicago Bears are the first team in NFL history to win two games in a single season while they were trailing by at least 16 points entering the fourth quarter. They came back from 16 down, or 17 down, excuse me, against the Lions, and then they were down 16 to the Falcons. Went to their backup quarterback, Nick exactly, Foles, I was about to say, and came back and won that one. Two different quarterbacks led them. So it was Trubisky who led them back in the Lions game, and then it was Foles that had to come in and save the day. Yes, but that shows how historic some of the madness here, and do you think this is... It's got to have something to do with the fact that there was no NFL preseason this year, right? And I don't think you got as much time together as a team. You didn't get to work a lot of the kinks out. There's so many mistakes that are happening. I mean, you're so used to seeing a team like Belichick's team, and they're just, you know, you got it dialed in. You're playing really sharp. 
these games are just a hot mess, man. You don't know what's going to happen. Agreed. And it's hard to pinpoint, you know, what the effect is in terms of not having the regular uh, preseason mm-hmm. and the training camps and, you know, all of summer, all of that, the OTAs. Yep. There's there's got to be some consequence to not having those. And I think you are seeing some of that play out right now. Yeah. It's uh, it's entertaining. That's not a bad thing. Yeah. And that's why, you know, it might be good football, but it's entertaining. I, I think it's entertaining. And I know there are some people that have decided they don't want to watch NFL. And, you know, that's their prerogative. My point to him is like, well, you're missing some good games, though. There have there's, been some crazy There's ones. been some really good games. I've been hit or miss. I will watch entire games and get really into them, and then there will be chunks of NFL where I just won't watch at all. So I'm kind of – and a lot of it's because you and I were talking beforehand. We're both so busy with everything going on right now. But, uh, man, some of the games I have been watching are really entertaining ones. A couple of other uh, stats that are jumping out uh, just as we go into this weekend. Georgia Tech is minus six in turnover margin this season. There's only one team in the nation that's worse than Georgia Tech in turnover margin. The Duke Blue Devils are minus nine. The Yellow Jackets have 12 turnovers. Duke has 14. That's unbelievable. I mean, there were there are teams that will not have 14 turnovers this season. And that's why Duke is sitting right now winless yep. because of the turnovers. You can't, you can't overcome turnovers like that, no. that magnitude. You're just going to have a real difficult time to win ball games. Yep. And then uh, I thought this was interesting as well. The only teams in the past decade to win its first three games while allowing less than 225 yards in each game, right? So you're, you're 3-0, and and your defense has not given up more than 225 yards. It has not happened much. 2012 Florida State, they won the ACC. 2012 LSU, 2013 Michigan State, 2016 Florida, and 2020 Pitt. Pitt, Pitt. really looking sharp. And again, less than 225 yards by Louisville, which was expected to be one of the best offenses in the ACC. Everybody's kind of sleeping on Pitt, but they're putting a nice little season together. Yeah, they they are. And Kenny Pickett, their quarterback, seems to be playing well right now. So they've got some momentum Mm -hmm. uh, on on their side right now. Yep. And then uh, the stats, and I'm not jinxing it, all right? I've been using this on the Tiger Tailgate show before games as well. You can use it on your pregame show. Trevor Lawrence has gone 276 consecutive passes without throwing an interception. I know. That leaves the country right now. Bo Nix is at 218. That surprised me a little bit. But Trevor's gone 276 passes. I believe that is the third longest ever in ACC history. And it just shows how well you got to get lucky, too, because sometimes you can throw a good pass. Of course. You know, it just bounces right. In the South Carolina game, you saw a pass go right to Shai Smith, and it slipped through his hands, and the Tennessee linebacker caught it and took it for a touchdown. So it does take a little bit of luck, but it does show how well, and I keep saying surgical when I'm seeing him. I mean, he is just calm in the pocket, gets the ball, lets his guy run the route, flicks the wrists, and it's working for him. Agreed 100%. And sometimes, you know, he can throw the 50-50 balls uh, and the receivers have that talent that can make those type of catches. But there's something to be said that even those 50-50 balls, 
I don't even think it's 50-50. I, I think no. it's more like 80-20 that it's in such a position that only the Clemson receiver can really catch it. Yep. Now, sometimes they have to make some really nice catches, and we saw some of that in Justin Ross's you know, freshman year. Oh, yeah. But I, there is something about how Trevor just has that touch and just that poise. And I think early on, we talked about it before last year, he was pressing a little bit and trying to maybe do a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. And then now, settled in. I mean, it's it's amazing the talent level that he has. It really is. So uh, that'll be something to keep our eye on, which uh, should be a, a good ball game this weekend. Again, I want to circle back to him one more time before we get out of here. Big win for the Atlanta Braves. Big win for the Braves over the Reds. Richmond's tuning out because he's not a, he's not a baseball guy. <laughs> not but, tuning uh, out. Not tuning out. No, I, I do like the Braves, and I hope they do win. Yeah, I'd love to see the Braves uh, win a World Series. That would be absolutely fantastic. And maybe this is the catalyst to win a game like that in the way they did. Because sometimes it's all you know. It could be that magical game in a magical season, or that's how it happens. You, yeah. know, you have one game that makes uh, the season, and could this be it? You never know. Well, remember the uh, the Nationals last year barely made it into the playoffs. We yes. went on their run and ended up winning the World Series. It seems like that happens in baseball a lot. The Braves are not winning the World Series this year, but it's building blocks, right? And that's the way that I look at it. You look back as Clemson was working their way up to the program that they are today. How are you going to win the ACC? How are you going to win that at that point, BCS, you know, bowl game? How are you going to take it to the next level and win your second ACC title? That's what this Braves team is doing. And again, they're a very young Braves team. They've got a ton of talent. I really do think that we've got a fantastic chance to win a World Series in the next five years. But for a team that hasn't even won a playoff series since 2001, yeah, you got to get over that hump. That's the bar. That's and right. that's where I set the bar this season. I'm like, win the division, win that series, and then the rest after that is just growth opportunities. And who who knows? Maybe you get hot and maybe you make a run. But once you can get that monkey off your back, I think that's going to you know, be the building block that gets the Braves there in the next couple of years. Are you going to put an asterisk? No, if they absolutely not. Their first series? No, I mean, I don't think anybody in the NBA is putting an asterisk in. I don't think they'll do it in college football, even though it's a weird year. Um, and I don't think people will do it in baseball. I mean, Freddie Freeman's probably going to win the MVP this year. I don't think it cheapens it because it was a 60-game season. I don't think so either. No, I, but I have some people, I have read some people talking about that. that well, they you talk about purists before. Of I course. mean, baseball, if you yes. don't do everything the way it was done in 1931, then uh, people are going to be upset about it. So it'll be interesting stuff there. Mr. Richmond Weaver, thank you so much yes, for sir. hanging out with us. Lots of people to thank on this show every week. Thank you, Ramona, back in Mission Control in Clemson. Thank you, Drew Yenser and Fax and Childress for helping us out here in Pronk Studios. And again, the Mark Childress Show every Wednesday night from 7 to 9, right here on the roar talking college football talking nfl always a good chance to hang out so next wednesday night we will be celebrating the virginia win for the tigers more than likely and man will we be hyped up will we be hyped up about that miami game the week after see i'm looking ahead i know you already are be careful yeah we will we'll focus (laughs) on saturday night as well this has been the mark childers show
Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT, 1560 Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg, the Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar. Sports Radio. This is the Zach Gelb Show.